Israel has freed 180 Palestinians from prison over the first four days of the truce, mainly women and minors. Many of them were detained but never charged. Prison service officials say that 30 were released yesterday. CNN's Ben Wiedemann is live for us in Jerusalem. Ben, walk us through the diplomatic efforts to release more Palestinian prisoners and detainees. Where is that conversation now? Well, that's part and parcel of the negotiations over the Israeli hostages as well. And of course, tonight is the last day of the two-day extension uh, that was agreed upon. And uh, the diplomats are doing their best to try to work out a formula to extend it. Uh, we heard Majid Ansari, the spokesman for the Qatari foreign minister, the Qataris, of course, the linchpin in these uh, negotiations, saying that they are optimistic that a war, an agreement will be reached uh, to extend it at least uh, for two days. And, of course, they are now looking beyond the next two days because officials, negotiators say that uh, the number of women and children currently being held in Gaza will be exhausted after two days. And then it's going to be a question of how do you deal with the civilian men and the Israeli soldiers uh, who are in Gaza. And our understanding from the Qatari uh, foreign ministry spokesman is that the next phase is looking at civilian Israelis being held uh, inside Gaza. And we've seen, for instance, yesterday, William Burns, the head of the CIA, was meeting with Qatari, Egyptian, and Israeli officials uh, in Doha. Clearly, they're looking beyond this phase where the focus is on releasing women and children in Gaza. And, of course, the similar release of uh, detainees and prisoners held in Israeli jails. Uh, but at the moment, there still is no agreement for an extension. So there always is that risk if no agreement is reached. If fighting could begin again, Boris. Ben Wiedemann, thank you so much for that update. And right now, negotiators are racing to try to extend the truce between Israel and Hamas, the current deal expiring just hours from now. This is more hostages arrive in Israel after being released by Hamas. Two sources telling CNN that at least one American hostage is expected to be handed over in the exchange today. Let's get more now with CNN's MJ Lee. She is live for us at the White House. MJ, tell us what you're hearing from the Biden administration. Well, uh, Brianna, the White House is certainly not commenting right now on CNN's earlier reporting that an American is expected to be one of the hostages uh, free today. We are, of course, still waiting for that day six group of hostages to be released. Uh, if that were to happen, it would mark the second time that an American citizen is released during the course of this truce. But just to remind you what the White House had initially said they were hoping for and expecting uh, was for three. Americans to be released as a part of the initial group of 50 women and children. Uh, of course, we saw Abigail Adon, the four-year-old Israeli-American, released on Sunday, but no word whatsoever from the White House so far on the two other women that were supposed to be released as a part of that initial 50. So uh, we are still waiting for those hostages to be released, and we will learn uh, whether one American uh, woman ends up being a part of that release. But again, no comment on that right now from the White House. Part of this agreement, MJ, is that the International Red Cross is supposed to get access to, to check on the hostages that are still in Gaza, and that has not happened. Hamas has not allowed that. How is the U.S. responding? 
Yeah, Brianna, a part of the deal really was that the Red Cross officials would be able to go in and check on the hostages that are still being held in Gaza, uh, get a sense of how they're doing, and really be able to report back uh, on the status of some of these hostages. And that uh, has not happened yet. And we know that U.S. officials are among those that are pushing uh, for this to happen because it was a part of the agreement. Uh, of course, a lot of people are keen to get a better sense of how these hostages are doing. Uh, their conditions, their whereabouts. Really, we have so little information to work with right now. Uh, our understanding and our reporting is that even though that does mark uh, a violation in the agreement, that it's not at the point where that is about to derail uh, this deal, that it is still going to go on as long as hostages continue to be released. Uh, but we saw uh, a statement from the Red Cross uh, president uh, saying that they are ready to go in, but that they can't really forcibly do that unless they get permission to do so. Uh, basically, they were saying if they sort of force their force their way in uh, to try to check on these hostages, that that could end up actually endangering them. So that's just one more reminder of the sort of dangerous and tenuous circumstances that we're talking about here. Yeah, it's certainly alarming, and obviously officials want to get some information about those who are still in Gaza. MJ Lee live for us at the White House. Thank you. Boris? Meantime, according to senior administration officials, the U.S. has urged Israel to be more precise in targeting Hamas in Gaza, especially in the south, where many civilians were told to flee for safety. The Palestinian Ministry of Health in the West Bank says that nearly 15,000 people have been killed since October 7th. Tens of thousands more have been injured. Let's bring in CNN military analyst, retired Air Force Colonel Cedric Layton, to discuss. Colonel, if Israel agrees to this U.S. suggestion of, of a more targeted approach, what does that actually look like? So, Boris, there are a lot of different aspects to this, and precision is kind of in the eye of the beholder. Uh, what you're talking about here is when you look at the Israeli forces, uh, the light blue is where their clearing operations have taken place. So you're looking at the northern part of Gaza and the central part of Gaza, kind of all around Gaza City. Uh, the dark blue shows that the furthest, that this is the furthest point of advancement for the Israeli forces. Now, when you talk about precision strikes, uh, let's do, let's take a quick look at at this video right here because uh, this is something that is not precise. Uh, what you're dealing with here is uh, there are certain aspects of this where you can see uh, where they struck certain areas, uh, but all of this has been obliterated. Uh, that is an example of not really precision strike. This is more of a deliberate strike that goes across a wide area. Uh, the areas that you're talking about here are ones that uh, you know clearly have civilian applications. You see a washing machine right there. Uh, you see a a hole right here where a bomb cratered right through this particular building. Uh, that's the kind of thing that if you target it directly, that is a precision strike. But all this rest of this destruction is not emblematic of a precision strike. Yeah, so precision being in the eye of the beholder, it, it appears that there's a difference between the U.S. definition of a precision strike and an Israeli one. Is that a fair assessment? That, that is a fair assessment because when the Israelis are looking at this, they really have certain, they're con constrained by some of the weapons that they have, mm. but they are also constrained by the way in which they employ those weapons. And one of the key things that they're doing is they believe that they need to take out a wide swath of this er these areas because, for example, if you go into uh, the, the map of Gaza itself, 
all of this area right here was ordered to be evacuated. Yeah. And the reason for that is because of the strikes that we saw in, in, in the example of the video in Khan Yunus. Uh, the rest of Gaza is also sus uh, subject to these kinds of strikes, and that can really result in a lot of civilian casualties, even more than the 15,000 or so that may have been killed uh, during this period. Yeah, Colonel, let's go back to that uh, initial map because we're a few hours away from this sort of temporary truce potentially expiring. There are officials that are working to extend it right now. But if it does wind up expiring and hostilities resume, where do you see that playing out? So let's take a look right here at uh, these areas right here, of course, where the Israelis have a presence right now. What we can expect them to do is move into these areas right here, into Gaza City, uh, basically taking out every single thing uh, that they can find in, in these areas. They can do that potentially. They can also come in this way and cut off the uh, any retreat by Hamas mm. uh, from here into the south. The southern area is one in which they are hoping, the Israelis are hoping, to have kind of an area where they can put uh, a lot of the civilian population. They've actually offered an area up as kind of a safe haven. Uh, but that is something that is very small, very small area near Khan Yunus. And it is an area that is really not uh, conducive to keeping people there for a long time. And it's also not conducive uh, to allowing for uh, further military operations in this area because you could find a lot of Hamas fighters in an area like this as well. So Israel has kind of double challenges in this in this particular situation. Uh, when it comes to humanitarian aid, I want to go back to the video of Khan Yunus because this, I think, underscores the point that there is immense need among the civilian population uh, in different parts of Gaza. Obviously, this is just one example. What happens to the flow of humanitarian aid and the aid that's already in Gaza once hostilities resume. So the aid that already is has been sent into Gaza is at risk of being destroyed. Uh, any stockpiles that they have, anything uh, that could be used, foodstuffs, uh, you know, clothing during the cold months of the year, uh, all of these kinds of things. Shelter, obviously with this kind of stuff, uh, you see that that could all be uh, eliminated. And Khan Yunus was an area that was not specifically set aside uh, for military operations. It was supposed to be in a safer part of Gaza. And you see what's happened to that already. Yeah. Colonel Cedric Layton, always appreciate the perspective. Again, right now, the uh, temporary truce set to expire in a matter of hours. Officials are working to extend that as we speak. Thanks so much for the perspective, as always. You bet, Boris.